Welcome to the Three Thirds Bank, One Third Scouts podcast. It is episode number 55 and I'm joined by my fellow podcasters, Mr. Ross Smith and Mr. Simon Mann. How are we both? Hello. Well, just uh, while we're watching this, uh, like rarity, I'm sat in the living room and I've got the TV on in the background and I've got it turned down so I can't hear it. But Wales have just finished playing and I'm a celebrity's come on. Now, something that really irritates me about I'm a celebrity the credit, the, the opening montage just come on. But Olivia Atwood, who did one day, oh yeah, is still in the opening things. If like she's an attraction, she, she took no part in essence. But yeah, no. other than that, I'm fine. How are you? Uh, not quite gripped by World Cup fever just yet. Has it got you, Simon? Did did an afternoon in Presswich on your own manage to get World Cup fever? Going? I'm excellent, thank you. Um, a good. Well, I, I watched it with um, with a friend, and that was nice. I, I, the World Cup's very much crept up on me, um, but now it's here. I think I, I have. I've kind of accidentally ended up with like a week off work as well, so I'm like very much primed to watch a lot of football over the next week. So I think like going into the weekend, it was a bit like, oh yeah, the World Cup starts tomorrow, and it like really had crept up on me. But now, now I'm amongst it. I think uh, all my thoughts are sort of World Cup based, and I was starting to get a bit nervous about that England game pre kickoff. So yeah, I think maybe it's, it's, it's accidentally come to me. See, I'm the opposite, Simon. I've, I mean, normally the first week of the World Cup, the games are on thick and fast, and you think you're right. Plan my week out. What's going to happen? Which is the which is the which is the game I can definitely want to get myself involved with, and I think it was. Just at the end of the Wales game, it was like, oh, we start the coverage starts at nine o'clock in the morning. I'm like, oh, there's there's four games on tomorrow. So I looked down the list and I was like, oh, Argentina's on at ten. That could that should be a good game. And then I went through the rest of the games and I was like, okay. And I went to Wednesday, and I went to Thursday, and I went to Friday. I thought, oh, Uruguay play Friday, I think. And then I got all the way to Saturday when Argentina played the second game against Mexico. Well, I mean, England play again on Saturday, on Friday. <laughs> yeah. You missed that one. Stop, well, England, like, stop looking out for Uruguay's fixtures. Start concentrating on England. You might enjoy it a bit more. You're on the zip. Luis Suarez has always helped us. <laughs> yeah. England's a given. I'm looking forward to that. But the World Cup is the best players in the best players in the world. And I, I was like, like, I think that's that's the problem. Yesterday we started with Qatar and Ecuador, and four years ago didn't we start with Spain and Portugal in a three-three thrill, thriller? I think uh, I th- I, it is, I mean, whatever you say, it is strange. The fact that if I eat mince pies, it's acceptable to eat a mince pie while the World Cup's going on. Maybe that's, what this, maybe that's what this World Cup's missing, me eating a mince pie. Well, possibly, but that, that, it is a bit strange. I'll tell you what the other thing I thought, though, yesterday when uh, Qatar played Ecuador... Although I was in no way bothered about Qatar versus Ecuador, the colour of the kits felt very World Cup. I don't know if you agree. Like that Mar- maroon. maroon against the bright yellow, like it felt very like vibrant and World Cupy, as opposed to just our game. But other, other than that, I, I am I am struggling a little bit with the with the weather. I'm a celebrity being on. It's still it being dark outside. It should still be bright. I should still be able to sit outside in my shorts with a pint right now. Yeah. But I can't. Yeah. Other than that. Surely, as it's Christmas, you're going to be really hampered in what you can do with your job. You're not going to get much time off, are you? No, and the part, the, the other slight problem with that was is that when I actually did the rotor for these four weeks, I completely forgot there was a World Cup on. Ah, wow. When I I remembered, and obviously it would be very unprofessional of me to change everybody else's rotors around my my forgetfulness, but actually apart from, and I say apart from um, the final, I've I've kind of looked out a little bit. Yeah. So it's not been, apart from obviously one o'clock on a... um, a Monday afternoon, not a, not a great time, not great, not a great timing for somebody who works in a shop. But I don't uh, think that's great. That's not great timing. Oh, 
Yeah, no, it's a great timing for anybody. And uh, to be fair, I didn't. I thought it was on at four o'clock, not one o'clock. But is that four o'clock? Was that four o'clock like Qatar time? Oh, Qatar's three hours ahead. Oh, that'd be why then. Because I was even trying to plan. Because when I did that, I was like, right, where are England going to finish? What's what's the likelihood of 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 me being available to to watch the games? So I think Mon so Friday, Tuesday, I think England play next, don't we? They're all right. I think if we get through, I've got a problem because that's my Christmas party and didn't realise it was that day. Um, and then I think if we get through that, I think it's the Wednesday, which I think I'm all right for. And then Sun... Oh, no. Oh, I can't be right. Well, I've got a massive problem with the World Cup final. Is that I in, I, I have, I've got to work. I will not be able to get out of work in the World Cup final. It's the Sunday before Christmas. But we'll wow. bring it to you, Cheezer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think, yeah, I think they'll, they'll admit, for, it, for a big screen up in TK Maxx, won't they? Yeah, well, I'm I'm sure they must they, they must decide to. Uh, there's enough empty units on my retail part that they might just whack a big screen on the side of there, <laughs> or somebody in somebody in the flats across the road. I'm sure would love to push their telly to the window for me, so I could uh, stand at the front door and watch it for most of the afternoon. But I think what is it? Start at four o'clock. Woke up final time at four. I think oh, something right. like that. So it's not too bad, but it's not. Out in town for lunchtime, see where the day takes us, watch the World Cup final, and then here we go. Assuming, obviously, England are in it. It could be for me, because that's the weekend I break up. Yeah. Straight from Friday all the way through to Sunday evening. That's the dream, isn't it? <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, what, what I would say about them, they have been very nice in terms of the times that England are playing. I know they have the one o'clock today, but aside from that, two seven o'clockers. Yeah. That's nice. I think all I think all of England's games are the late game. Short, I'm sure, like even if because there's some round of sixteen games that are on at four o'clock. There's some. I think there's a quarter final that's on in the afternoon. I think if England get through, assuming they win the group, then all of their games are on at seven o'clock. Football will be coming home. So wow. talking about England, I was going to say, what you both watched it well. Did you both watch the game today or listen to it? Or I watched it all. I, I was really impressed by England, actually. I thought I'd, I've got, I sort of came in. I, maybe part of the reason I was slightly cold on this World Cup was that I really haven't got my hopes around this England team, but I thought we were, we were much better than I thought we were going to be. I thought it was going to be a real slog of a game. But actually, we're impressive. Jude Bellingham looked good. You know, that attacking, attack, we looked better in attack than I was expecting. I think we just look like a team that have played together for a while, know each other. One of the big things about this World Cup is, like, obviously no lead-up time, no time to really work on anything. And, like, it really benefits the sides like England that, you know, Southgate likes a settled team. Most of this squad actually played in the Euros a couple of years ago. I think it's all sort of come together quite nicely for England. And, you know, you could see why you don't want to be, like, throwing in a new central defender ditching Maguire, you know, I think this is the World Cup where you probably want to stick with the tried and trusted players. And I, I, we look really impressive. I, uh, I've, seen, I've seen the game and I thought we looked good. I thought uh, we seemed to handle the heat quite well. Uh, I think we had, a, after the keeper got, their keeper got injured, which we'll go, we'll talk about that in a minute because that was ridiculous. I think we had like a, a, a rushed five minutes because of the big delay. And then I, I seem to think we got our composure back. I just like the way things like Declan Rice was... Any ball that came out, tried to get in front of the strikers. He was intercepting. He was he was getting him in the way, like keeping sustained attacks going. Uh, I like the substitutions that Southgate made. The fact that he didn't change any defensive. He went really attacking again with bringing Grealish, Rashford... And Wilson on all players who probably want to prove something in England shirt, as do they all. But I mean, more so because they've not played for a while. And uh, the fact that they came on and influenced the game. I mean, I think maybe the the one downside you could say I know one of them was a penalty and probably shouldn't have been a penalty, but conceding two against the Rand seems. I don't know if that's a little worry that we did we are we switching off or we not. Properly, because there's going to be bigger tests than a round that are going to 
are going to come up. Well, it wasn't just that. It wasn't just that, was it? It was the, the, the they had the chance as well where he was practically one on one. I think Pickford got such. I'm not sure Jermaine James yeah, yeah, tied to Pickford, that. but um, I, I I do think after obviously I think he got to we got to four, didn't we? And then they scored with what looked like the first attack. And then obviously we'd scored again, but I don't know. I, I, I like Rio and um, Alan Shearer and Mike Rich talking in the studio about how difficult it is sometimes to get going in a World Cup, and England have never really done that before. But I was like, if we don't really put, if we if we'd have trotted out a two nil win against Iran, Adam, I'm not sure. Like I feel like all of a sudden everybody's got a bit more. Well, everybody's a little bit more excited. Like everybody's a little bit more. Actually, what what could England do? Not because well, like the the Dutch didn't do particularly well today, and I mean I know there's not many games that have been on, but I feel like it just sets down a really big marker to go. Well, actually, this England team is is quite good. Yeah, I, I mean I, I genuinely think going forward, like no team will want to draw England. I think every team will think, oh, that's a tough draw if they get us. And I, I do, I mean defensively, I think you know we played four at the back today. I think when it gets to the bigger games against teams that you know are going to have more of the ball against us than Iran did today, I think he'll revert to a back three. I'd be surprised if he sort of sticks with that formation going forward. I think Mason Mount was a bit of a sort of almost a bit of a luxury player in this team. Uh, I'm not so sure. I think I, I half think now he's kind of gone. I can't. I don't think he's got the back three because, well, Maguire went off today, didn't he, uh, with some kind of injury, whether it's concussion. If it is concussion or it comes out to be that, then that's 10 days he's out for. Who did he bring Who did he bring on for Maguire? I never actually saw Eric, that. Eric Dyer. Oh, Eric Dyer, yeah. Um, so if that happens, then I don't know who his back three would be um, or what he'd go back to. But Kyle Walker's in the squad, so he's, uh, he quite likes Kyle Walker in the back three, doesn't he? Yeah. No, no, but I think it says a lot that you didn't pick Kyle Walker in the back four either. I don't know. Trippy's been so I good though. I'm not I, saying he hasn't, but Kyle Walker's one that he, what is like we said about settled squad and people that he trusts. I thought Walker was out. I didn't think Walker could play. Well, yeah. Or was that filling? So, so Madison was the only one they'd like officially ruled out with injury. Um. But yeah, I mean Walker hasn't. Uh, did he play? Did Walker play at all? So Calvin Phillips did play a couple of games for. No, City, Walker didn't, didn't play. Did yeah, so, I mean that's the question mark, isn't it? But I suppose, is Ben White in the squad? You know, I think, like he said, I think he probably wanted to just rather than just stick with what he knows with the defense. I mean, he probably didn't really want to bring Eric Dyer on, but I suppose if he is going to move to a three, Dyer's played in a three. Cody probably at Walker's. Yeah, Cody could probably come in. Who, who, uh, I mean, John Stones is quite adaptable to play left-hand side of the... Uh, I don't know, maybe he's not. Maybe but then maybe Dyer plays the left-hand side of the back three and then oh. Stone stays in the middle. But I, don't, I think I think I agree with you, Simon. I think he'll just go back to back three. I, I, well, the, what, the other reason I don't think he will is because uh, you think of the players that didn't really play today. Foden, Rashford, Grealish... Wilson, who came, like, came, like uh, they were all substitutes, but that's any of them four play. I mean, maybe Wilson, you're not, you're not so bothered about. But if if you swap, took anyone out on the team, like if you swap Sterling for Rashford and swapped uh, somewhat Saka for Foden, you're not going to be going. Oh, well, we've weakened out. I, I just oh no, think, I, no, yeah. But I just think the the attacking options now. I think it has to be. How do we get them in as opposed to how do we show yeah. up at the back? I think you've just got to trust that. Look, we might be the only team who wins the wins every game four three, or like we we are always going to concede, and that might be the way. But I, I don't know. I'd rather. See I mean, I, I kind of agree, but equally, I just think all the evidence from what we've seen of Gareth Southgate in major tournaments is that that won't be his approach. I, I, I just don't see him suddenly changing sack at this point. And I think when well, it comes to big games, he'll revert to what he what he knows. But then, uh, why, obviously in previous tournaments, when um, we were playing lesser nations that we were expected to beat, he still stuck with the 3-5-2, didn't he? 
Yeah, tournaments. But he's, he's straight away he's gone for a four-three-three this time round. I half think again. I don't know um, the pundits in the studio, like Shearer was saying that before the game about um, not being concerned about the form of the England squad. But I think if you go back six months when England didn't score a goal for four games, whatever it was, and then we got that last. Uh, what was it? Who was it against Germany when we got that? Th- was it three all? Yeah. But we had, we what we were three nil down and came back to three all. Previous that there was a lot of negativity around the whole squad in Southgate and even at the start, even at the start of the last Euros, it wasn't yeah. great, was it? So I I th- I think half of it is because he played this not negative way of playing, but this kind of defensive way, and yet it had gotten so far, but. We'd end up falling short both times, and I know in the last World Cup, no one expects us to get to the semi-finals, and it was an unbelievable achievement. Again, the, the Euros, probably no one expects us to get to the finals, but I think when we got there, when we took the lead, and then you're still playing that way, we probably could have kicked on a little bit against Italy. And got we were, we were quite dominant for ages because I still remember sitting in here, Simon, in my house with you, and looking at each other, and going, "We're going to win this." Yeah, yeah. Because it just seemed it doesn't seem like anything could go wrong, but I think the fact that we we played that defensive way and sat back. And the, the, the summer and the last year ahead in the Nations League, the way it all went, went badly wrong, and the fact that goals were being questioned. I think he had to come out with an attacking lineup today. England needed to score quite a few goals to prove to get some of the positivity back around the, the fans and the squad. And I know when you're in Qatar and you're away from the home, you're going to be sheltered from all that. But I think it was important to get fans back on the side a little bit because there was a bit of... It wasn't Southgate fever as it was four years ago, is it? Was it before going? I tell you, I tell you something that may have changed his mind um, is I think that we've probably got a bit of a better. I mean, I know they're kind of playing the same team, but you almost think that Bellingham makes a massive difference in the middle of that midfield. Yeah, we well, have he's to... more of an all-rounder, isn't he? Yeah. So if we have to, if we if we play Phillips, I mean, Phillips is a great player. Don't get me wrong, but. He's not. He's not. He's not Jude Bellingham. And if you've got Rice and Phillips in there, then you almost think, well, actually, we probably need the fullbacks to bomb on a bit more. And then they're the they're, they're the fullbacks and the, the three up front are the ones that are going that, that are going to be the attacking more. And then we'll sit with the three centre halves and the two sitting midfielders, and that's the five. That's what we'll do. Whereas I feel like this time he's gone. Well, actually, Bellingham can do and what he showed today. He can do a bit of everything. So he can be the extra man further forward. He could be the extra man coming back for defence. So I, I, maybe he's just changed his mind. And I think we, we've got, a, we've got a, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if we have got a worse defence than what we had. I mean, the centre-halves are the same. The full-backs are, the, are roughly the same, apart from, obviously, apart from Walker. But you would probably say that Trippi's having the season of his life. So I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I think he's probably thought we're not going to win games. We're not. I can't take the risk of us winning a game one nil with how bad of a defence that we've got. We I might have so, to win. Yeah. Game. I mean, I agree. I think central midfield is like the huge positive that's kind of emerged sort of since the last Euros. In so much as you, you look at Rice and Bellingham now, you think that you know that that will surely be England's central midfield for the next ten years. I mean, that, that they're they're two really good players. You know, Bellingham is outrageously. Oh, is he nineteen at the moment? You know, it's yeah, nineteen, yeah. And he's already looking so good. Uh, and who knows who will go, who will, who he will go on to play for? But I think it's you know, and that's a real positive. And and you know, like I said earlier about other teams, and you know, other teams will be looking at that, thinking, you know, midfield matchup is always something you're thinking about in big games. And I'm not sure there's going to be many countries that will have a better midfield than us. I think Brazil have got Fred. <laughs> yeah. I think last season really helped. They right. madly left out Thiago, didn't they? So they did, yeah. So they're choosing good. not to have a good midfield. Yeah. I mean, sure, surely Holland called up Van der Beek as well, didn't they? Well, he didn't play. No, so I no, he didn't. No. And even Davy Klassen didn't get on till just before the end. No, oh, well, Van Ha, well, we knew from his time at United, he was a, he didn't know what he's talking about, does he? The other thing I couldn't quite figure out when I was listening to, I, I, I thought the Netherlands game didn't start till five. So when I got in the car and it was like, it was start of the second half. 
They said like they went through the team and I, and they said obviously Depay's injured and they were talking about Vincent Janssen. I was like, we couldn't he couldn't score for Spurs and then he said like Gakpo was playing like as a number ten and I thought hasn't he been involved in more goals than anybody playing on the right wing this season? I was like, why is he playing as a number? Why has he completely changed his position? I know he's got the I know he's got the header but... on um, on ITV. Gary Neville and Ali McCoy's referred to it as being like the worst Dutch attack they'd ever seen. It I mean it was a weak. Holland at time. I mean, you know, I think all our lives you sort of associate Holland with being like one of these, and you're know, having all these incredible attackers like Cliver and yeah, and, and, yeah, and even like when it was like Van Persie and Schneider and Robin, and, yeah. you know, but you know they were they, they were poor players that were playing in these advanced positions, and when it was like oh. We're hoping to get Depay back. And you're like, well, if that's you, if he's a great saviour, then you haven't got a very good attack. Well, they, I think they said he's only. I think he's only eight goals away from Van Persie's record. And I was like, surely Van Persie must have scored more goals than that playing for that hot for that Dutch team. You'd rather but get Jan, Jan Venegor of Hesselink out of retirement. <laughs> but then I think that's been. That's been the issue with, or well, not necessarily the issue as such, but I think that's been probably what's happened to a lot of Dutch forwards in the last, I don't know, ten to fifteen years. Is they've probably got five, they've probably got five years. A lot, not a lot of Dutch forwards have played for at the, at the like at the top for for the Dutch team, and, and they're not qualified for an awful lot of tournaments either, have they? No, yeah, it's sort of been a prolonged lull, really, hasn't it? Since that sort of Robin Van Persie generation retired. This is this is Van Dijk's first um, major tournament for Holland. I think they said in 2014 he got um, they picked Bruno Martins Indy over him instead. <laughs> Stoke legend. Stoke legend, yeah. So, just going back to England then. Um, see how based on um, obviously pre tournament, I'm assuming we all had similar thoughts that we weren't going to do as well as we had done the previous tournaments. Uh, based off this Iran game, has that, has that clearly made you more positive, Simon? That we could achieve something? Oh, well, football's clearly coming home, and um, and yeah, it's just a shame that Cheesy will be working when we win the final. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, maybe that, maybe that's what it needs. <laughs> I mean, I think. Look, I think we've got a good team. I think we've got a good group of players. I think the reality is, in the last two major tournaments, the draw has really opened up for us on both occasions. And like, I just feel like surely that won't happen again. Like, we're not going to get that lucky. I think if everything goes to plan, say we were to win our group, I think we would probably end up playing France in the quarterfinal. Yeah, I mean, that will be a tough game. And who knows what, what we'll do. But I think if we were to, I think getting to the quarterfinal would be a kind of par score for England in this tournament. Uh, but I was I was more impressed by instead than I thought it was going to be. But do you not think quarters now, though? I know, like, in the past, if we would have got to the quarters, you'd be like, like, it feels like a step back, almost. It does, but, I mean, who did we play? I can't, I can't remember who we played. Did we play Germany in the quarters? In the Euros, we played Germany. I think, it, yeah, it's sort of in the first game after the group stages. So it was the last six. Yeah. But I can then, say- oh, then we played Sweden after that, didn't we? Yeah, we played. Then we played Sweden. Then we, yeah, there, yeah. So I was like, well, if we get to the quarters and we play France, or we get knocked out by France, that that's what's always happened. But this year, I feel like I don't know. I just feel like France aren't the team that they want that they want to. I know they've got Mbappe and all that kind of stuff, but. No Benzema, no Pogba, no Kante. And I know they've got an absolutely amazing squad. It's fantastic. It's brilliant. But, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like we need to... Surely it must be our turn to beat one of these, like the side that's favourite for the tournament. Not not necessarily the favourite for every single tournament wins it. I just... I, I think there has to be a sense of... We, I know you can say the draws opened up, and obviously it has done, and that's one of the big criticisms that's been levelled against England in the past two tournaments. But you've still got to win the games. You've still got to beat the teams that are in front of you. But I also think, based on that as well, we've been one of the most consistent teams in world football over the last four years. I know the summer you take that out, but in terms of in competitions, 
So then, surely, I know everyone's tipping Brazil and Argentina. I think the Argentina thing's just the everyone's tipping them just because it'll be what is it? Messi's thousandth career game will be the World Cup final if he gets there, something like that. Oh, that'd be incredible! That'd be incredible. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't think I don't think Argentina have got a particularly good defence. I don't know any. I, I'm, I mean, I, I may be wrong. My my knowledge of European football has dropped off a cliff a little bit recently, but I'm not really sure there's too many Argentine defenders ripping up well, European maybe, maybe, leagues. Maybe, maybe, maybe your knowledge of Manchester United central defence has dropped off a cliff, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Somebody who's had lots of clean sheets this season has transformed the defence, yeah. You should have watched Manchester United-Liverpool. Yeah, maybe yeah, I should have done, yeah. <laughs> but I think Otamendi still lines up for them, and he must be, you know... Well, he, he, well, he must be doing really well if he's transforming Nicholas Otamendi at 37. <laughs> he Martin, must be about 50 now, yeah. Martinez just does it on his own. He doesn't need him. <laughs> I bet him he does think it's written in the stars for Messi to win the World Cup in what must be his final World Cup. We didn't... Oh, no, it was... I yeah, was, but then surely... Because, can you not say the same thing about Ronaldo? Yeah, but you know, just I just I, I just think you know Ronaldo. The world, has the world off. Ronaldo. I mean, I got Ronaldo in my work sweepstakes. So, oh, sorry, I've got it as Portugal in my world in my work sweepstakes. So, it's always disappointing. You get when you get a team that's half decent, but you still know there's no chance of actually winning the thing. It's really <laughs> when I was. Uh, You'd rather was, just get Qatar, wouldn't you? Well, you want no, you want either no comedy bad or actual chance yeah. of winning, don't you? Yeah, you, I was middle of the road stuff just. It's pointless in it. I was getting uh, when I was getting my haircut last week. They were the uh, there was in the barbers and stuff. They were really selling this sweepstake that they were doing. Some other customers they were like, yeah, like there's loads of really big teams left, and um, I think there's only well, there's loads of big teams left. There's only five teams left or six teams left, something like that. So got a really good chance of doing it. So this guy next to me went, yeah, I'll, I'll have a go. Picked a name like that. It's Costa Rica. I was like. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> That's five pound. You might as well just put in the rubbish. <laughs> also, you, you don't even go to your barbers that often, do you? Like, no, you I, I just... <laughs> well, you don't, do you? Simon? I don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were gripped by World Cup fever. I was like, you're, I hasn't really. You're still going to go back to the 1992 World Cup, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just that I yeah. Uh, I, I, I any well, I'm going to take it back serious now. So obviously, the main controversy surrounding the England game today was uh, the FIFA's decision to not allow Harry Kane to wear the one love armband. Is this just not one of the most ridiculous things that you've ever heard? Was it? Is it? Was it an is it an ink? Because I know, um, was it not to do with Wales as well? Was it just that? Was it just an England and well, Wales thing? Or no, was, no, was no, it was eight it? teams that were going to wear it. Oh, right, okay. I, I, the other thing that's got have you heard about the Belgium away kit? Yeah, it had the word love stitched into it's it. Got the word on the inside of the collar, and they have to change. They have to take that out. I mean, it's it's mad. I mean, the thing is. The things that I think are mad about it, in particular, everything about it is mad, but in particular is, first of all, my understanding is that basically the countries that were going to wear this armband had signalled early doors, like months ago, England had said they were going to wear this. And then for FIFA to suddenly, uh, you know, this morning decide that it wasn't acceptable is just strange. But also, the, the whole thing had kind of been designed to be I mean, it wasn't in any way a political statement, was it? It was like such a beige thing to say. Like, I think the armband they wanted to wear did say, did say one love or like just have the word love. It said, it said one it. love and it's a, it's a heart, isn't it? And then it had the rainbow flag in the heart. But it's hardly like overtly making a statement, like pro-gay rights statement, is it? Well, yeah. I mean, if they would have just allowed it to happen, it would have cooked up less fuss than the yeah saying, no it can't happen so in i mean what maybe it's uh that reverse psychology that people are playing and it, trying, it, trying. Wasn't, it wasn't like I, the thing i couldn't really get my head around was that obviously they said obviously you can't wear it like there'll be like the punishment and i was thinking to myself punishment i was like what they're going to do they're going to throw england out the world cup 
Are they going to ban England from the next World Cup? They're going to take points off, kick whatever it is. No, they're just going to book Harry Kane. I was like, what? They're going to kitchen t- book him every minute. He keeps wearing it until he gets sent off. Are they just going to walk up to him after minute one and go, he's booked? I was like, have we changed our mind for the fact that the England captain is just going to get booked? Is that yeah. it? <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's what made it even, even more laughable for me the fact that, yeah, they've been threatened with a booking. I mean, the thing is, Harry Kane could have got sent off today and we still could have gone on and done all right in the group without it. Like, he could have missed the next game and then he would have been back for the rest of the tournament. But he's gone out and made a a strong political statement, if that's the point of the One Love Armband. But instead, they've they've kicked up a force, not allowed you to do it. Then we've caved and said no. And it just looks a bit like... And the other thing, they've gone out and then wore this discriminant... What is it? Uh... Against discrimination armband. What's that one? There's too many armbands, isn't there? But the art, yeah. the one they wore today, they were FIFA were only going to allow you to wear from the round of 16. No, from the second round, round of 32. Uh, but they brought it forward so you could wear it from from now. Well, was Infantino only going to identify by that as that from the second round onwards? Well, I think the hope was Qatar would be out of the World Cup by that point and they wouldn't really care what went on, so. It's just all stupid, isn't it? I don't understand. The other thing what annoys me is about the whole... I understand Qatar should never have got the World Cup and the, the human rights records and everything they stand for is wrong. And you can argue that it's a Muslim country and that's, that's some of that's their religious beliefs and blah, blah, blah. That's absolutely fine. You can argue that. But... What annoys me is like people having to go at Gary Lineker and Gary Neville and for going to the World Cup and getting paid to go it. And you might disagree, but I think they have not, they've had no say in the World Cup going to there, but it is their job and they've done it for years and years and years to go and report on, on or broadcast these things. If you want to make a, a really big, strong statement as a country about it, just don't broadcast the World Cup at all if you're that bothered. But so, if you, you are going to broadcast it, someone's got to go out there and actually host, like do the host. <laughs> I don't know what you do. I don't know what pundits do. But they are getting a lot of crap for it. It just doesn't seem... I don't think they're the people to be annoyed about, to be honest. I don't know if you think... Well, the thing is, not not a lot of... I mean, obviously rightly, but... I mean, with the press, anything's possible. A lot of them would say, well, just don't go and play then. Just say not going... Just say not going... Because I've had a lot of people saying, I'm not going to watch the World Cup. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not supporting the World Cup. I don't. I, I don't want to. Well, the thing is that next, whoever is I who's hosting the next World, I, whoever's going to host the next World Cup, USA. Yeah, it's just still the same people that have decided it's going to the USA. It's not like obviously Qatar bid, but they could have just got knocked back and said no. We, we won't have it there. We'll have it somewhere else. The, the the whole the problem is FIFA, not necessarily with Qatar. Yeah, that's what. I, yeah, that's what FIFA's I mean. FIFA should never. Yeah. They should never allow it to happen, but the FIFA's a corrupt organisation. Well, I mean, and even Blatter, who's bloody in charge when they got is now coming out saying, oh, yeah, isn't it terrible? <laughs> yeah. Doesn't it reflect badly on who was in charge of FIFA when uh, when it was awarded, Seth? Yeah. It was fuming when you find out who that was. <laughs> I feel like he's gone for a bit of... I feel like he's gone for a bit of amnesia there. It's <laughs> incredible, isn't it? It's just following the Tory party line and blame, you can blame anyone, can't you? Just keep forgetting he was in charge. I just, I just find the whole thing like uh, these people at work talking. Oh, I don't know why the FA didn't take a really strong stance and say we're not competing in the World Cup. And I just think like if you're a football player, like if you're Callum Wilson and you've worked your whole career, and then you get the chance to get you, you suddenly get into the form where you're in World Cup contention, and then you get to go, and the FA say no, we're not going. You, that's your one chance to go, just because FIFA did took a load of money and decided to give it to a country that I, I don't think that's right either I think it's I hate the fact that football's so politicised really it's just a game at the end of the day isn't it yeah I mean I must say I have been shocked by how unprepared FIFA and Qatar have been for the fact that they've received criticism in the last week and they seem to have been completely caught out by this and I, I just thought they would have their responses kind of and their arguments lined up and ready. But they just seem to be completely taken aback by it. I mean, that 
that Infantino press conference was inc- just bizarre. And well, yeah, you know, there's a man, there's a man under pressure. Yeah, and I mean, I don't. They just sort of seem to have assumed that by the time we got to this point, people would go, "Well, let's just enjoy the football." Well, that is, isn't that one of the things that they said? We're only going to talk about the football. And then they thought, well, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's just let's make sure that everybody just talks about the football as though it was almost going to be a, a light switch moment where everybody just stopped talking about everything else. The light would shine on the football, and that and that would be it. And it just it's going to follow. It's going to follow this World Cup. It will follow this World Cup forever. I mean, it really shows a sort of sports washing tactic. Buying a Premier League club is much more effective than hosting a tournament, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. I tell you the other thing that's really telling about the whole thing, and I know we're only what four games in. The stadiums aren't even full. No, they've not even got that right with getting. Normally, if you see the stadiums full, but I think like the England game today, it was only two thirds full. I think it was sixty thousand capacity. They only had like forty thousand people in there. So if you can't get, you're building these. You've spent. I mean migrant deaths and people building the World Cup they spent so much money then you can't even fill the stadium that you built for it normally you normally stadiums are full for World Cup football matches aren't they especially the first get first like few games like all right you're 20 games fact- deep into the group stages and it, it's the worst two teams in the tournament or something like that you might think oh well maybe not or it's two teams from the opposite sides of the world but not- I mean the other, the other rumours are that they've paid all the fans to act as fans, haven't they? Uh, but then in the, in the Qatar-Ecuador game, half the fans left at half-time. They can't even pay their own fans to stay in the stadium for the full 90. So it just bad. seems... That's I'm right, not... yeah. I mean, it I'm... shouldn't be there. Absolutely fine. But I, th- I think the whole political stuff around it is annoying. You probably should just get on to talking about the football. Oh, just important. Well, I, I would say the football controversy from today was also that incredible concussion fiasco with the uh, Iranian goalkeeper. Well, yeah, which is an absolute joke. I mean, it, why on earth they allowed him to? Eventually, decided as long as he could change, if he changed his top to get rid of the blood, he could carry on when he clearly wasn't right. Then they had to stop it again two minutes later so that he could come off. I mean, I know, but I know in boxing you're getting hit on the head all the time. But boxers have ten seconds to get up. This guy was lying on the floor for about ten minutes, and then he still yeah, decided he said, it was okay. Rolling around, and he was like, he's clearly not in a good way. You, normally, if, you, if you're all, if you're half all right, think you carry on, you jump up straight away, going, yeah, right, yeah. You? thinking otherwise, I'm gonna get gonna get took off. You don't lie on the floor for ten minutes and then go. The other thing that was stupid, like his own teammate just. Chucking water at his face. Yeah. As if that was going to be the magic fix. But I, also think... I mean, there were two doctors next to him. You think, oh, if, that, if that was going to work, one of those two probably would have thought of that. Ah, he's got the medical degree. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it just all, it was all bizarre, wasn't it? The other thing is, I thought there was concussion protocols now within football. And doesn't the referee have, a, have the responsibility to make sure they're followed? Well, yeah, well, I, yeah. Go on. I was going to say. Well, they they mentioned that um, they mentioned the concussion substitute. He, he was commentating on the. He was co- oh, when Jermaine Genus said, "Is Carlos Kieros put his hands on his head, didn't he?" As though like it was the worst yeah. thing in the world that the goalkeeper was coming off. <laughs> and um, I can't remember who was it that was co- who was it that was commentating. A genius was commentating. Yeah, he was. Co- <laughs> Yeah, Guy Mowbray had said something like, he's really important to the team. And then Jermaine Genius made the really good point to say, like, that doesn't matter. <laughs> like, <laughs> he might have brain injury. <laughs> like, he, he has to come off. It doesn't yeah. make any difference. No, it's a real a real insult to the reserve keeper, isn't it? Like, like the way Carlos Quiros has had his hands. <laughs> no, but I do think Jermaine Genius is a bit of a wobbly and I don't really like him. But I actually, like you say, Cheese, on that... When he when he actually said that, I thought, no, you're actually you you actually right here. This you talking sense for once. Well, it's, I think... it's when when Jermaine Genius is the voice of reason. You know, it has got to be out of hand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, Jermaine, 
uh, Jermaine Jean has followed that up later on. I, I, re- I was reading the, the uh, BBC report of the England game by uh, not piling too much pressure on Jude Bellingham to say that he was Steven Gerrard and Frank Lampard all rolled into one. <laughs> so I was like, so he was back to back to old Jermaine Genius himself just after the game. So no pressure the there. Thing, the other thing and and as, as a player, Jermaine Genius couldn't lay a glove on either of those three, did he? <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that made uh, the keeper thing about final school is I don't even know what happened to Harry Maguire, but he went off with concussion. What happened yeah. to him? What, what did he do? Didn't show it, did they? No, I missed it. And the next thing I just saw him on the floor struggling to follow some people's fingers. And I was like, all oh, right, okay. But the fact that we got him off so quickly and then their keeper but, was allowed but to But they did because when that's when Eric Dyer was coming on. But they, they wouldn't, even though that the substitutes had been on the side of the pitch for ages, they just wouldn't allow him to come on. And I did think that was the case with um I think Nico Williams went off in the in the Wales game earlier later on. And like I'm sure the USA had two like corners before they let him back on again. Even when the ball went over into that corner, they wouldn't let him on. And I was like, this is, it just feels like this, this officiating from about 10 years ago. Like surely if, if the game's already stopped, the, the um, concussion or the substitute was coming on because Harry Maguire wasn't coming, wasn't coming back on again. Surely they can just let him on. They didn't have to go through another phase of play first before. Maybe the Premier League's not as all as bad as it seems. <laughs> Know, how could we try to do it? But yeah, I, I, I thought that concussion substitute was a was was I thought it was a thing. I didn't think it was just a, a rugby thing. Or no, I thought I that was. Thought, the point. I thought they changed it all to make it bizarre. Um, just while we're on the uh, subject of uh, controversies, I know they talked. Um, obviously, the first would have been the fastest World Cup opening game goal, I believe, the Ecuador goal that was chalked off for. Uh, for offside that seemed to um, create a lot of um, anger within the, uh, the the BBC uh, commentary team. And I, I couldn't understand that they were like, well, it's, we don't know it's offside. Well, it's like, well, it's offside. I, don't, I yeah. thought it was a whole part of It was a travesty that it, was, that it wasn't given. It, he had his leg. His leg was offside. We, that's what we've had all year, and I get obviously the, the, they've not put it on the screens, and, and obviously there's no communication. But they were obviously checking for something, and he was offside. So it was it was offside. It didn't make any difference. I thought they were what, really angry about that. What I would also say is Dion Dublin never really helped that situation while the game was going on either. What's going on? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just seems to go. He just seems to. And I, I disagree that he was an offside in the first place, and then he just went from agreeing he was an offside. And I thought, oh, you're a clear as mud here. Dion, like, stick to the arms under the armour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, guitar, well, what, guitar did look bad, though, didn't they? Well, they did look great. Well, when the, the, when the first cross went, well, when that goal that was the first cross in the box and the keeper flapped at it like he'd never seen a football before, it was a bit okay. I mean, they're lucky that it's such a poor Netherlands attack. Yeah. We should say, let's uh, bring it back to England. Obviously, the Wales game, which we spoke about, was the one all. That's probably the best result because obviously, Wales and USA, you imagine, are going to be the two that are vying for second place, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, I, I was sort of pleased for Wales that they got back into it. I, I did think, you know, obviously so long since Wales has been in a World Cup, I think every everyone knows, particularly those Welsh players know, how long it had been since they'd been in a World Cup. It had all been built up. And I think they looked a little bit rabbits caught in the headlights in that first half. I looked maybe a little bit overwhelmed. Ended up 1-0 down. And they get the end, given how bad Iran... I mean... You know, England. I was really impressed by England today, but Iran were poor, and you could sort of see them. But USA and Wales both beating Iran, and I don't know if Wales at the end of the group, if they don't get through, I think they'll look back on that first half against USA and think, ah, you know, they could easily have got because if England end up winning all three games, and it sort of comes down to some sort of goal difference or whatever. Then Wales may well may well look back on this USA game and think, "Ah, oh, we we could have got a win." Because I, I don't think USA was that impressive. I was surprised by how poor 
the USA team were in just a, like Josh Sargent was playing for him. He was like in and around the Norwich team. Yeah, I didn't realise he was American. Yeah, well, I did. Yeah, I definitely know he's a first, like like someone who starts for them. That uh, Giovanni Reina was on the bench. I don't, I don't quite know what's going on, but like, I mean, well, I mean, but oh, yeah, I Tim- Timothy Ware playing, didn't they? Yeah, not even Pulisic. the best Ware. <laughs> Pulisic isn't even getting in the Chelsea team, though, is he? Exactly. Yeah. I thought he started quite well, and then I thought he just ran himself in. I thought he just ran himself round a lot. Like in the second half, when the when the USA didn't get the ball a lot, I thought the first half, I thought he was quite good at picking it up and, and driving at the the Wales defence. But he didn't. I wouldn't exactly say he created a lot. I mean, he not he created the chance of us that Timothy Ware put away. But I think that was more to do with the Wales mistake than anything else. But considering he is like the poster boy of American like American football, he's. I don't know. I didn't think he had an amazing game. But then again, I didn't think Bale had a great first half. Well, first probably 60 minutes either, so. Yeah, and, Bale's influenced the game, hasn't he? Won a penalty and scored it. Yeah. I didn't, apart, from, and apart from Kiefer Moore's chance, I didn't see I didn't see Wales scoring a goal. It's a little better second half, but then you'd like to think that Wales' whole plan second half was just get it to Kiefer Moore and you'd hope that England will be able to deal with get it to Kiefer Moore plan. Um, I mean, you look, and... at, you look at them two, Wales and USA, England should. They should, well, yeah. uh, they should score three, four against them based on today's performance for England. They both should be of them... aiming to score three or four against both of them teams. The only trouble yeah. is you know, like, that game will be huge for Wales, won't it? You know, it doesn't matter how the group is looking, they'll be desperate to like put in a real statement performance. Well, the one it's the, it's the last game as well, isn't it? So they might think, well, if England have qualified, if we win the obviously win beat USA on um, on Friday, that if they can sneak a draw, so if they obviously they, they draw, they beat Iran and they draw with us that's five points, that's enough to get through because we you would like to think that we'd obviously beat. Uh, USA will beat Iran, but if then we beat the USA, they'll only be on four points. So that that's probably what they're aiming for. You know what? Is... I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't be confident that USA will beat Iran because Iran at least have a goal scorer. Yeah, maybe. And the the Kiros will set them up to defend well. And if USA can't score, and Iran will probably drop a lot back and they can hit them on the break. I wouldn't be surprised if Iran beat USA. <sighs> I couldn't, the, the lad they brought on, the young lad they brought on uh, towards the end, they said was like a uh, quite a good youngster. I don't understand why he didn't start. Oh no, he was an injury concern before, Anna. Oh, was it? All oh, right. I think this is the other thing. We I know we're talking about the excitement of the World Cup to begin with. England's group's quite a dull group, isn't it? Well, that's what when I when I look through that, I don't. There's not many. There's not many groups to death. There's not many Spain Portugal's in the same group. Yeah, there's not, there's nothing really getting you that. I mean, you just assume England are going to get through, aren't you? And then you wait, you wait, almost waiting for the knockouts to start because then it starts getting interesting. Whereas, yeah, I mean, this chat could really backfire if we, uh, if Friday <laughs> <laughs> and everything's got. But yeah, but I mean, hopefully this will turn out to be quite a boring group. Yeah, you know, and the interesting thing will be which one of USA or Wales get knocked out, get through, so they can get knocked out in the next round. It's weird, isn't it? Like, I didn't think... Oh, we've won 6-2 and there's been eight goals today. And England looked very good. But at no point, and you might say different, Simon, watching it, I didn't get, like, massive... Ex- you know when rushes of excitement? Like, I was pleased that we scored all the goals, but it wasn't like, oh, this yeah, is exciting. I didn't celebrate any of the goals. Yeah, it wasn't, like, jumping around for joy. But, like, it's just that when I got home, and they were speaking... Because uh, Teddy and Luke got to watch it at school... They were buzzing with excitement at winning, like England winning 6-2. And it's just the, the naivety of youth. I'd love to have that kind of naivety again. No, no idea how good a run are and how easy it is to beat them. But, yeah. Well, yeah, naivety of youth that young people have, like me, Teddy and Luke. Well, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> you oldies probably are a bit more cynical. <laughs> Yeah, I very much have to explain to Esme as we we were getting ready for bed and uh, the USA Wales game on that not that not every team that plays in red is uh, somebody that Daddy supports. <laughs> yeah, 
But you're always chanting Nico Williams' name, Daddy. <laughs> that that left hand that left hand side of Wales, born in Liverpool, Harry Wilson. <laughs> yeah, I just opened it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, again, I don't know. Like I said, just getting caught up in it. It's just it, it is just bizarre, isn't it? This time of year, I don't I, I don't know how because I was I stuck. All the England football song classics are in the car driving home with Teddy and Luke. And I'm singing them at the top of my voice. I had World in Motion on, Three Lions on, Vindaloo. I even went to James Corden and Shout and Dizzy Rapper. <laughs> I had Ant and Decker on the ball on. I had it all. And I had Atomic Kitten, Southgate, you're the one. I had them all. Singing them at the top of my voice. But it was just, it was that bit inside of me that just felt like forced fun. It didn't feel right. Whereas it's summer, when you what, turn your windows down, you crank the stereo up and drive them around, it feels feels right. And I saw some car flags today in the shop, and I think you should have buy them. But then my first instinct was just, you know, they'll just get wet because it's raining. <laughs> really put a dampener on it. Whereas if it was sunny, I probably would have gone, yeah, no, it's fine. It's just, it's just something. World Cups in the winter are wrong. But yeah. They um did you see did you see after the game when they cut to um Manchester to wherever it was that they were watching in Manchester? It looked like it was a nightclub at three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, no. was it was that in Warehouse Project? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Is that where we went to watch the Croatia game? Gee, I think Victoria I think so. Warehouse. Warehouse, yeah. I think it is. I don't I'm not sure if it's the same place or whether it's a smaller bit of that place, I'm not sure. I think it is, but well, they cut to it pre-match. Did you see him cut to it pre-match? It was dead. Oh, I didn't see that. What was it? <laughs> but they cut to it at like twenty-five past twelve, and I think, and they were like, "Oh, hopefully it'll get the, oh, not much atmosphere there." And I was thinking, "Yeah, well, it's, it's twenty-five <laughs> well, on a Monday." <laughs> the weather, the weather's horrific. Yeah. It is Manchester. <laughs> how how rammed do you think? It's just, even if you were going, you'd think, "Yeah, well, well, we'll try and get there for about a quarter to." Yeah. I mean, in a, in a cold warehouse as well. Even... <laughs> well, I imagine it was probably at least six pound a pint in a plastic uh, cup. Yeah. They've just stopped serving eggs and chips. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we need a, uh, maybe we need an upset tomorrow. Maybe we need this, uh, Saudi Arabia to uh, pull off a shock result against Argentina to kick the, uh, to kick the World Cup off. It'd be England nice got, or something. Because England don't normally play this. You are. I'm sure England don't normally play this early either. I'm sure we're normally in like Group D or Group. Yeah, yeah, yeah I feel like early. traditionally, yeah. It does <laughs> feel early. So maybe right. that's the maybe that's the problem. I mean, the only group that you look at is Group E, isn't it, with Spain and Germany, but. They've got Japan and Costa Rica. Japan might be able to. I don't know. Maybe I didn't know. Oh, maybe maybe that's maybe um, Spain and Germany must play each other last. Then they should have been playing each other first. That would have got everybody going. Yeah, you need a big game in that first week, don't you? Yeah, just to tantalise and... the taste buds. Um... But there are, even... of, there are a lot of groups where you're thinking. Oh, the really exciting game in this group is going to be Senegal versus Ecuador. Or <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, to but see the big, game in, second. the big game in that group was Senegal Netherlands, and even that's not a big game, is it? Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, it's been made less of a big game. The fact that Mane's injured—that's the disappointing thing. Didn't um, wasn't it as well in Russia that didn't Russia win five 0 or something in the first game? So, like the host won. Yeah, because like, Qatar the first team, first host nation to ever lose the first game, aren't they? Are they? Yeah. Yeah, everyone, yeah. everyone else either won or drew. Okay, I remember you, um I remember South, South Africa, Africa were poor, yeah. but they must have got they must have got a draw. I think Stephen Pienaar scored late on. No, not Stephen Pienaar. someone scored from late on to get a draw. They scored that worldie, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's happening. 
It's happening. He's where yeah. we're at. Isn't it? <laughs> I, I tell you what, though, if we, I mean, if we win the World Cup, it will be amazing. It will be absolutely amazing. Oh, if we win the but World Cup, tell... it'll be Winter World Cups forever. We'll be, we'll be safe. But... <laughs> If this turns out to be the dullest World Cup in the world, but we end up winning it, I'd be like, it's a little bit tinged with, actually, do you know what? The only good thing that happened was we England scored a goal in the 89th minute of the World Cup final. We won, nah, we won, mate, we won. mate, if we, if we win the World Cup, we will win that good... shit. Yeah, you can't say the only good thing about winning the World Cup is we won the World Cup. So it's just like that's a small part of it. I think we'll you don't, be you don't want to go... You don't want to sit through four weeks of dross. Or well, maybe you do want to sit through four weeks of dross for us to win the World Cup. But I don't know. Maybe we get too excited. Cheese, if we win the World Cup, when's the final? Sunday the 19th? Yeah. I am, I'm not stopping drinking until Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have nothing else. I'll, I might he's saying, he's saying you might not be sober in time for Manchester United Burnley in the League Cup. <laughs> <laughs> On that Tuesday, possibly down at Old Trafford with his England top on, <laughs> sunglasses on. I can't believe you said that, Chief. If we, if we win the World That's Cup, it's boring. It'll take the end. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want four weeks of. I want you. Want, I don't want four weeks of boring at this time of year. You want to be. You, you want to be excited. I won't, Cheesy. I won't mind if you've been blessed with like club success. You've won one Premier League in your lifetime. It's not like you're winning things left, right, and centre. You've had, you've had a really barren life of winning things. A League Cup every now and again. You're being offered the World Cup, and it might be a bit boring. Nah, thanks. Oh no. Give me excitement any day. Look, I've, I've, well, I've gone well, through enough fights. I, I don't want right. to win the lottery unless it's like all my favourite numbers that come up. Like, I don't always win it with random numbers. It'd be boring, then, wouldn't it? I want to win it with one, two, three, four, five, yeah, six, yeah. seven in order. It's coming out in that order. You need to win it in style. If it I comes like... out one, three, two, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> no, not for me. Keep me twenty million. That's what I'll say. <laughs> I mean, it was that was that was the problem when when we won the Premier League. It was tinged by the fact that we won the first twenty nine games, but we didn't win the we didn't win the other we didn't win the other nine. It was a problem. It, it's, it still pains me to this day. I mean, there was a real risk with this England team that, unless there's injuries, we could end up like only playing one guy at left back. So, I mean, it won't be worth winning the World Cup. No, absolutely not. <laughs> unless you've seen at least three players. No, no, because uh, Trippier can play left back too. So, in cheesy's head, he's already counting two left backs. <laughs> as, long as, as long as somebody's on the pitch that's got a three on the back, then I'm all right <laughs> with that. That counts. Gosh. There we go. That statement of the night, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Forget the controversies of Qatar. Yeah. <laughs> what coming out of your mouth, Jesus? Well, when the uh, when when the Saudis knock over Argentina tomorrow, it'll be fine. Anything could happen then. That's, that's a bit of excitement. Yeah. It does feel weird though. Like I normally this time of year, as well, the the Premier League schedule is getting exciting as well, isn't it? Yeah, December, there's normally eight games on in December, as well as like the FA. Is it not, oh no, FA Cup third round at the beginning of January, isn't it? But it's normally like a second round of the FA Cup. I think I'm sure there's a, is there not a round of the League Cup as well in December? Champions League's normally finished, I think, in December as well. But yeah, so, normally, I guess that around that Christmas time, and it, you know, there is just games every day, isn't there? Like. And then the uh, when we when we'll be getting to the point where there's normally games every day in the Premier League, the World Cup fixture schedule will be slowing down, won't it? Because it'll be at the knockout stages. Yeah. It's another negative about a Winter World Cup. It slows down, whereas now we should be speeding up, shouldn't we? To game after game. Do so, the opposite. I've got Sky Sports News on in the background here. The league, so League One and Two are, are, are sort of carrying on throughout. League two table just came. I saw Salford got pumped again at the weekend by Callum. <laughs> they're still Don't talk to me about Salford. They're still like ninth in that table. I don't understand how. Like they seem to lose every week. Yeah, they are poor. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I saw, I saw that they lost like four one at home against Carlisle. So oh, Ross must have gone again. <laughs> no, because they scored. So <laughs> yeah. I couldn't have been there. <laughs> but I think that was the case with. 
Oh, I can't remember. What, I, 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 it was either. It, I think it was a championship. I think. I think Plymouth the top of League One. I, the, I checked the championship um, table the other day. I'm sure. I think this is when like, Liverpool were like 16 points behind Arsenal. From top to bottom, it was 16 points in the championship. I was like, all you have to do is win three games, and you go from the practically from the bottom of the league to the playoffs. I feel like everybody's just beating everybody else. Most exciting league in the world, yeah. Just uh, just to move it on, Simon, a big thing that happened since we last spoke, uh, England have become undisputed kings of white ball cricket. We have, yeah, yeah. And fully deserved, actually. I thought we were really impressive. Um, as the tournament went on, we played really well. Uh, won a, won a low-scoring thriller in the final. Yeah, well, well done. So, And uh, under pressure, I think... I'd always want Ben Stokes there, whatever the situation, cricket or otherwise. Penalty shoots out in the World Cup final. Yeah, yeah, get get Ben Stokes in. Yeah, that's quite exciting, since, wasn't it? It was since exciting. That, since that over where he went for, since that World, was it the World Cup? The, was yeah, it the yeah, 2020, 2016, 2016, 2020 World Cup, Carlos Brathwaite, remember the name, yeah. In um, in hindsight, that's, that was probably... That's probably that's probably done in done in the, the world of good. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's an incredible sort of clutch player that he's become since then. Yeah. Yeah. Very very exciting, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, great times. And um, it was. I think the thing that slightly um, was put a bit of a not a dampener on it, but like in the final when it was looking really tense, then. Shaheen Sharafridi, who's Pakistan's best bowler, got injured and he had to go off and they had to get this like part-time off spinner to sort of bowl his over. Which Stokes then hit for about 15 and suddenly then the game was kind of in England's hands. Well, I think it would have been sort of a more pure experience. Like if he'd sta- if Shaheen Sharafridi had stayed on, then it would have been like a real close one. And then, you know, England could have got over the line in like the last ball. But, you know, unlike Cheesy, I accept World Cup wins when I can get them. I don't, I don't always go for panache. <laughs> I'd say the other thing that, made, that, that took a bit of the gloss as well, the fact they had to play again, it, well, they played slightly different format oh, yeah. of cricket three days later. Yeah, yeah, the match no one cares about. <laughs> Clearly dragged them out of bed with hangovers to get absolutely pumped by Australia. Yeah. <laughs> oh. The other thing is, um, how uh, how good has Sam Curran become as well? Oh, he's had yeah, I mean, it's good times to be informed, wasn't it? Yeah, he looked like an absolute world beater for uh, for two weeks, and then I think because he was injured, he didn't go in the IPL auction last year, the top earlier this year. But the auction for next year's is is happening like around Christmas time. I think he will be in it. I think it was a, probably a good time for him to be informed. I think he'll earn a lot of money. In the, in the next few weeks. Yeah. Um, and then last sport I'm going to bring up, if you don't mind. Obviously, in a couple of weeks' time, Tyson Fury's fighting again. Yeah, when is that? The 3rd of December. 3rd of December, yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. fighting it at Manchester it's as well. Most... No, it's at Tottenham. Tottenham Hotspur. Oh, is it? Is it just not the most underwhelming fight that's ever been? But like a big world title, yeah. Heavyweight world title, all British heavyweight world title fight, and everyone's sort of like, man. And, and, and no one wants it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two guys that have already fought twice before. <laughs> Fighting again, because one of them's an idiot. Yeah. Both times, Fury's won conclusively. And since then, she's probably got worse. But he said he's come out. And, he's not come out and said that he he'll have to fight Joshua before he retires. I was like, well, that's not really what you've said for the last like eighteen months. I can't stand Fiore. He's such a he just makes things up on the spot, and people just go like he's like a politician. He just says what he wants. People believe him because he's got a bit of personality. Whereas in fact, he's the one who changes his mind every ten minutes, but blames it on everyone else. But. Just need to get it sorted, but it's kind of I, even if it even if it happens now, I feel like it's lost its it's lost its appeal a little bit. I mean, everybody still wants to see it, but 
it's not like winning the World Cup with a bit of panache, is it? So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else anyone wants to talk about? Oh, we we covered it all. I think so. It's quite rare that we didn't have six months of sports to talk about in between. <laughs> No, so we've what, picked a we've picked a World Cup with four games on every day. Well, then, quick before where where is everyone watching the Wales the USA game? So it's Michael Muncaster's wedding on the Saturday. So we're driving up to Newcastle on the Friday, um, but quite a few of us are staying in the same Premier Inn. So I don't know, don't know whether we'll just watch it in the Premier Inn uh, sort of bar bit. I assume it's got a bar bit, so that Premier Inn, or we'll go somewhere, but. Hopefully it'll work out nicely. I might use this opportunity to um to try and get Grayson involved. So I always like or I might go around to my mum and dad's to watch it because I don't like to watch a game with my dad. Um and then I, I and then hopefully we'll be able to watch uh, the game together on the on the Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. That, so yeah, so Goat's Gate is obviously we lock that in. Yeah. I don't have yeah, 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 absolutely. It should be fine. Yeah. I was thinking about whether we'd have to book a table and stuff like that, but probably not. Nah. There's plenty of screens. Still only a group game as well. Well, I suppose I think after um, Friday, we'll know more. If, if, I mean, if there's like everything on it, if the, the results land and it's suddenly like only one of England and Wales are going to go through and it all depends on this, then it'll feel like a huge game and we'll have to think about that. If it's like, you know, England are already through. It probably won't feel as big, will it? No. I mean, we could always travel to Cardiff, put the cat amongst the pigeons and go and watch it. <laughs> On a Tuesday night? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long drive. Well, have you watched that, um, the Rexon show on Disney, the the one that follows the... Oh, um, oh, yeah. So we could go to that. The, a, a, a sort of key part of that is a, there's a pub outside the Rexon ground, so maybe we should go there. You know, less of a bit more... <laughs> More commutable. I've got an early on the Wednesday, so <laughs> we might as well just go land Dudno, to be honest. <laughs> Lovely day out. Get them uh, pack them flags, Ross. Go back to that shop, pack them car flags, and she'll be welcome with open arms. I'll have to, I'll have to find waterproof ones first before yeah. we'll plant it at the top of the home. <laughs> Maybe that's the excitement that I'm missing. What planning like Grain CNS style, planting a flag in the middle of the middle of like landed no FC, just bang. <laughs> Create your own tension. Right, well. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy enjoy the wedding, Simon. Yeah, yes, hopefully it will. Uh, we'll hopefully see each other next week. Yeah. Well, here's to a boring England World Cup win, eh, Tina? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> See you later. See you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Three Thirds Mank, One Third Scouse podcast. Give it a like, give it a share, and let us know what you think on Twitter at Mank3. That's at M-A-N-C-T-H-R-E-E. And keep listening for more new podcasts every week.